Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Side Cultural Podcast. We are back. We're going to review match day 27. I'm joined by Danny and Joe. What's up, boys? What's up, Benzo? You guys good? Well, I'm Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I was really happy about uh, yesterday's result. You guys are probably hearing this on Friday morning, but for us, it's Thursday right now. And um, I guess we'll just start from Monday. We'll go to the first match here, Fiorentina Brescia. Uh, what did you guys think about that match? Um, I didn't have time to, uh, well, I was trying to go on and off with both games with the Lecce and uh, Milan and Fiorentina Brescia. But uh, for me, I think it's a good result for Brescia. Uh, they want to stay in the Serie A, uh, and it's a big point, especially at, at Fiorentina, which is just always a tough place to play because Fiorentina do have like, a well balanced side. Uh, they could hurt, or they could hurt you, but uh, this season it seems like they don't. Uh, but it's a good point for Brescia if they want to stay in the Serie A. Uh, Donnarumma got the goal with uh, a penalty shot, and uh, so Pizella off the corner uh, got the goal to equalize for Fiorentina. Not much going in the second half. Uh, it was quite boring the second half. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. But it's a good point for uh, Brescia. Yeah, I agree. It was a good point for uh, Brescia. Fiorentina has got to be disappointed. They're at home as well. Well. Home advantage doesn't really exist anymore, but um, yeah, they should have won that game. Um, yeah, it's a disappointing draw for them for Brescia. It was a really good draw for them, good point. Um, in my opinion, Castro Vili played very well that match. I really enjoyed him. Uh, he did really good. He's probably my player of the game, to be honest. Uh, Petzela also played very well. He actually scored, too. So, um, yeah, that's all I really got to say about that match. Uh, how about you, Joe? Yeah, it was a good uh, good uh, point from Brescia's uh, point of view there. Uh, Fiorentina, another couple points dropped. Uh, Fiorentina sitting in 13th position with 31 points. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to get European soccer this season. Um, but uh, it was a good game from uh, Brescia. They got the, the point uh, away from home. And uh, hopefully uh, coming back from the break, they're going to turn into a different team and uh, pick up some points where they need it these next couple of games. To stay in the Serie A. Uh, as for Fiorentina, it's another uh, another game, uh, another points dropped, and uh, they're still uh, going down the league table. So we're going to see uh, what's going to happen uh, in the next couple of weeks with Fiorentina and Brescia. Yeah, definitely. There's also Milan, Lecce. Um, yeah. I guess by the scoreline, it was 4-1 Milan. You could say Milan dominated, which they were in control. But Lecce did have actually a good amount of chances. They had some chances to score. Mm-hmm. I think Milan was much more. Um, they they scored the chances they had to score. You know what I mean? When they had a chance, they yeah. Finished it. Uh, I think Rebic played very well. I'm happy Bonaventura scored. I'm a big fan of his, so that was nice to see. Uh, Leal continues to impress me. I think he's had a great season for Milan. He's been one of the only uh, bright spots for them because they've had a rough year. Uh, Castiello played well as well. He also scored. Chalnagu played really, really, really well. I think it's been a while since I've said that, but. Yeah, Chalnaku played very well. And, um, yeah, I think it was a standard 4-1 win for Milan and something they really needed to boost their confidence. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it's also a good uh, win as well uh, for European uh, if they're trying to get to the Europa League as well. So it's a big win for them. Uh, Leal, again, like you said, was uh, good. He got the goal. Uh, he's been really good this season, especially, like, the role he's been playing. I think he'll have, like, a bigger role now since Ibrahimovic is not there. Uh, due to the injury, and again too, uh, Bonaventura, like you said, I'm actually a fan. I like uh, Giacomo Bonaventura. Um, too bad, like he had, he suffered a little bit of like injuries, and he unlucky with the injuries, or else 
he would have been a, a good player in, for Milan, I think, in the, like as the time went on. Uh, it's a big win. Uh, Lecce tied it up at one piece, and when they tied it up, I'm like, could this be a tur- uh, turning point for them? But then Milan showed their class, and they got the big 4-1 victory over Lecce. How about you, Joe? What do you think about that match? Yeah, it was a big win for Milan, uh, point of view. I really like the way Rebic has been playing these last couple of months. Uh, coming back from, uh, you know, he didn't start the season off too well. And, you know, ever since, I'd say, when Zlatan started to come, he's been a different player. Uh, Rafael Leal with a big goal. Bonaventura has been playing well uh, a lot too, like Danny said. I really like the way he plays. You know, he's really an uh, under-the-radar guy. And when you need a, a goal from him or an assist, he's really there for you. Uh, for Lecce, it's another loss. Um, in the 18th position, they're t- tied on points with Genoa to stay in the Serie A. So hopefully uh, Lecce in the next... Uh, well, no, I'm not going to say the next game because they play us, but the, the games after us, they'll get a couple points to stay in the city. I really like the way they play. I really like uh, their fans, their team. I really like them, and I hope they stay in the city. But for Milan, it's a big win. Uh, hopefully, it's a, a momentum a motivation booster for the, the final Europea, uh, Europa League spot, and uh, we're going to see what happens in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Joe, I'm going to bounce it right back to you. Yeah. Because, uh, you hit two, Bologna zero. What do you think about that one? Well, it was a big uh, big game for us. We really needed uh, the win. Uh, like I said last podcast, uh, Juve's really under the radar. Uh, the management is getting uh, uh, heated uh, on. The coaches, uh, is, uh, you know, not a lot of people like uh, Marito Sari. Uh, Juve, we've been really uh, under a lot of pressure, and this was uh, a big win to uh, give us some motivation. Um, going back into the game, I think that Bernadeschi was uh, the man of the match. I think uh, I, I haven't seen Bernadeschi play that good since the Atletico game last year. Um, and I really hope that uh, we start him again tomorrow versus Lecce. I think he deserves it. I think w- once he has the confidence, uh, he could be a, a very good player. Um, it was a really straightforward win. We didn't uh, really have uh, too many chances uh, to, to defend uh, with uh with the other team, and uh, I think that uh, it was a momentum booster, and I really hope that uh, we continue playing uh, for the wins this season. Uh, I really like Dybala also, uh, so I'm hoping uh, tomorrow we'll see a Ronaldo dybala Bernadeschi uh, partnership up up top. Uh, the one thing I'm uh, going nervous about is that we have no more fullbacks in the team. They're either suspended or, or they're injured, so we only have Matuidi and, and Juan Cuadrado that could play uh, left-back, right-back. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what we could do with them. But uh, it was a big win, and uh, hopefully uh, this uh, helps our season moving forward. Yeah, yeah no, like, based off what Joe said, sorry to interrupt you, and so on. But Dusky was really good this game. Um, I think this is probably the best he's played since the Atlético game. Uh, the ball has scored a wonderful goal, and yeah, I got to give credit to uh, the movement. Berndowski made a nice pass to Dybala, and Dybala placed it really well. Uh, I'm just going to throw a little shot there. Too bad Morat wasn't in that because he probably would have saved it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Ronaldo got the goal, PK, and again, for me, Ronaldo was really poor this game. Uh, I feel like these last few games since the breaks came back, uh, he's been really poor. Uh, again, Juve got this big uh, big 2-0 victory, and especially with the results that happened this week with uh, Inter and Lazio, uh, they're getting closer and closer to their, I think, 10th title, if, I, if I'm correct, Joe. Ninth, 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 ninth in a row, yeah. Ninth title in a row. Uh, give uh, Bologna credit, they hung in there, they tried their best. I think this was their first game back, it's always tough to play Juve, and especially now, coming off the break, 
uh, to play Juve. They tried. They had a few chances here and there, but not too worrying of uh, if you're a Juve fan. And it's just a big result for uh, Juve after the uh, Coppa Italia disaster they, that they had in the finals. Yeah, I think you guys went into good detail there. I think, um, yeah, my man in the match, like Joe said, was Bernadeschi 100%. Bernadeschi played amazing. I think he's always had the ability. I just think it's a matter of his confidence. I feel like ever since he joined Juve, his confidence to take on defenders has, uh, um, how do I say it? Just went down. Like dropped? Yeah, that yeah. kind of drop. But you can't blame him, right? You go into Juventus for all these big players, Ronaldo, Dybala. And if you're Bernadeschi, you're like, okay, I'm just doing my role, stay in the corner here, do what I got to do. But I feel like he came out with more um, confidence and played really well. Uh, Dybala's goal was beautiful. Nice pass from Bernadeschi there. Uh, good connection. Uh, Ronaldo scored the penalty. And, yeah, I think guys said enough about the match. But a good win for Juventus. And, uh, yeah, very important for them in their uh, attempts to get their ninth ever Scudetto. Well, not ever, but in a row. In a row, uh, yeah. We also had Spal Cagliari. Uh, Cagliari picked up the win. A goal from uh, Giovanni Simeone. It was really good to see him score because he has struggled away from home this season. So and Cody as a whole. So nice to see him score. I know Danny's a really big uh, fan of his. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of Simeone. Uh, and like at one point, I wished he was on Napoli. And the game that I remember, like going off, uh, saying this guy has a little something special is when he scored the hat trick against Napoli uh, a few years ago. And I thought he could be a special one to watch out for, but. His career's never taken that next step, so hopefully, maybe at this Cali move to help him, or maybe if Fiorentina call him back, uh, it could be like a good move for him as well. Yeah, I think uh, my man of the match. Obviously, you have to give it to Simeone, but because he played well, which is not like even if you don't include the goal, he played well overall. I think uh, yeah. Balotti from Spal, in my opinion, played the best. Balotti was fantastic; he was everywhere. So I really enjoyed how he played. Um, what do you guys think about the match? Well, I couldn't really watch the match because uh, the Napoli game was on at the same time. But just basing it off the results, uh, Kalidi did well. Uh, they got the goal, and at least it's a big goal because they needed this. They were struggling uh, heading into the break and then after the break. And this is good on uh, Zenga, who uh, is his second match since uh, becoming the Kalidi coach, and he got, uh, picked up his first win. So it's a good, it's a good win, and... You never know because a small win, like a win like this, can boost the team. And let's see if this uh, boosts his Cali to maybe potentially finish uh, top ten. Yeah, this was a big win for Cali, as we, we've known they've been struggling the last couple of months here. Uh, they really needed a win. Uh, they lost five, they lost four of them, and hopefully, and, and they won the game uh, a couple of days ago. So it was a big win for them. Ninety minute goal from uh, Simeone. Uh, he's been uh, looking good since coming back from the break. Uh, big win for Cagliari. Uh, for Spal, it's another uh, another uh, heartful defeat as they lost in the 90th minute and they're really struggling to uh, pick up points to stay in the Serie A of the season. Uh, but again, a big win from Cagliari and uh, hopefully this motivates them to, to continue. Yeah. Um, we also had Verona and We'll let Danny serve that one. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know what? I'm thinking, thinking about the match. Uh, Verona dominated us. I'm gonna give give them that. Uh, they played a really well, ma- uh, like they played a really good match. Uh, Napoli, they caught uh, Verona offset pieces where both our goals happened, where uh, Milik opened the scoring and then uh, Lozano at the 
at the end, close to the end. Uh, got the second goal off a corner, which is good for him. Um, I'm happy to see him score. Came in for 10 minutes, very involved. And he was, uh, he could have had another one, but he kind of scuffed it, but which is okay. I guess it's, he's just a little rusty right now. Uh, but I, I give it on a lot of credit. They had a lot of chances uh, in the match. They had an opening. I think it was very, he missed, a, I don't know how he missed that that chance at the beginning, which could have been the turning point for the Napoli match. But Napoli hung in there. They defended really well. Uh, the way, the one guy I loved, I like, I love, pardon me, I can't even speak today. Oh, my God. The the one guy I really liked the way he played was uh, Koulibaly. Uh, for me, he was all over the pitch. Uh, he's been looking excellent since uh, the break. And even Maximovic as well, who's filling in for yeah. the role of Manolas, he's been playing really well. Uh, Dan May had a, a quiet game that, for me, he was really good, but he made one big, uh, big mistake that could have cost us a goal. But I liked the way he was playing, and I liked the way he's been playing since he came to Napoli. So it's, that was a really good sign on, on behalf of us. And yeah, Napoli got a big win. Uh, we're now, I think, four or five points up of Verona and Milan. Uh, so we got to continue this momentum. And we have Spal this week. Who, it could be a tough game, uh, depending on who we play. And especially what side of Spal comes up. Maybe they'll come up pissed and potentially even dominate Napoli the first maybe 10 minutes or so. So as long as Napoli keeps his momentum up and the way they've been playing lately, um, I, have a, I have a good feeling that they could potentially finish in the Open League spot, maybe even fifth or something. Yeah, and uh, people need to remember, right, because uh, Verona isn't an easy team to beat at all. No, not, not at all. They're really good defensively. They keep their shape really yeah. well. And they got a lot of speed on the wing as well with uh, Lazovic and uh, Faradone, who's been yeah. really good this year. And they have a great team. Uh, yeah, like, like you said, the Farone, uh, he's a player I rate highly. I really like him. People don't really give him his respect because he is 28, and people uh, seem to only like young players nowadays. But uh, Farone's a really good player. He also scored, uh, but it was uh, taken off. Uh, yeah, so off due to the Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not much to say about it. I think Danny uh, said everything perfectly. Uh, Malik scored again, so hopefully this could be a start of something for Malik and Napoli. Maybe it'll stay. He's been really quiet. He was really quiet the whole game, but good strikers yeah. always find a way to score. So, yeah, yeah, he seems to do that a lot, Malik. And you know, it's not a bad quality to have. I wouldn't mind yeah. my striker being quiet for maybe forty minutes and scoring afterwards. So, um, good goal. I think that's Malik. when Milik's at his best when he's quiet and then also boom, he just scores because when. Milik is actually making headlines. It's not good because he's not making them for the good reasons. He's usually making them for the bad reasons. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, tends to miss a lot of chances. That should be a goal. Um, someone who impressed me was Lozano. I knew he came in for, I think it was about six minutes. Uh, around, like, roughly around, like, say, 10, 15 minutes, say, due, like, due yeah. to the uh, out of time from the water break. Yeah. So, yeah, he was in uh, for a short amount of time. Um, I joked in the chat we have, I called him, uh, I called it like the Moist Keen treatment where you would put Moist Keen in for like the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and usually like score a nice goal or something. So, um, I feel like Lozano, to his own fault, well, it's not to his own fault, but it's his play style. I think the way he is, I think he's more of like an off the bench player because he uh, attacks in bursts and doesn't really run back, which got to, so I know isn't a big fan of players who don't come back. So I feel like Lozano would be a really good player for Napoli off the bench to bring on the last 10 minutes that he needed a goal. So when he came in, not only did he score, I know he missed that chance, but 
not only did he score, but he was running everywhere, pressing. I really liked how he came out. So he seemed motivated. Yeah. I'm happy for him that he got a goal. And one, and one of my buddies said best, too. He goes, the way Lozano is, and it kind of makes sense. It's like the way Mertens was when he first came to Napoli. And, like, they would use him off the bench. He would not play as well. He would They would play him, like, in the wing, in the camp position, whatever. But once he settled into the Napoli system and he found the right position for him, he became one of our best players. And I feel like that could be the same uh, with Lozano. Um, if, say, like, Lozano starts, okay, you know what? I want to get into this team. Maybe try out the uh, right wing and try tracking back, try defending. Um, I know it's going to be hard for him to do. Maybe it'll take him a few months to learn and stuff. But maybe by next season, if he stays and under Gattuso, if he works with Gattuso, works with the other players, try tracking back, try defending, whatever. Uh, I could see him starting for Napoli week in and week out. Yeah, Joe, what did you think about this match? Yeah, it was a big win from Napoli. I think that they really needed the the win to uh, go past Verona on the league table. Uh, they're in the fixed position with the 42 points. Uh, I think that they're going to get, be in a European spot because of the Coppa Italia win. Yeah. Uh, big win from Napoli. Uh, Hellas Verona was a, they're playing very good soccer, but at the end, uh, Napoli got all the points that they needed. Uh, again, uh, Napoli really needed this, this win and they got it. Yeah, big win for Napoli. Um, now we'll move on here to Genoa Padma. Padma obliterated them. Cornelius with an amazing hat trick. Um, he's a striker. I mentioned him a couple times in like earlier podcasts. He's a striker I really, uh, I really like. Uh, Atalanta, he was a good striker as well. And uh, Cornelius just seems to score when uh, he's needed, and especially against Genoa. I think he scored a hat trick in both games against Genoa. So, yeah, I think uh, he has like or f- five goals in both games or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got a hat trick in both. I saw his stat. He's like six goals against them. <laughs> But like Milik, too. Yeah, Milik uh, had a brace uh, last time, and he got the opening goal this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also got an assist as well, Cornelius. Um, obviously, he has to be man of the match because he was phenomenal, but my second best player of the match has to be Kulazewski. I think he played incredible. Um, he did struggle ever since signing for Juventus, but um, I think this game, he was fantastic. He was uh, really aggressive, and he was creating a lot of chances as well. So I think Kulazewski played really well. And uh, in Genoa, just they they were very uh, um, they just seemed to rattle most of the game, and Padma just took it to them from the first minute to the last. So uh, yeah, good job by Padma as a whole, and uh, congrats to Cornelius for the hat trick. Yeah, Cornelius was incredible this game. Uh, for me, I think he was probably yeah, like you said, the man of the match. Not because of like the hat trick and stuff, but just the way he played as well. And Kulusevski. For the first time since Sonny, like what you said, Enzo, too, he did have a solid game. I really liked the way he played. Um, and Parmer, too, they're, they're a spunky team. Like, you can't take them easily as well. They're like Verona. You can't take them easily because they can hurt you in, like, the way they attack, the way they play with the ball. And they're both good sides to watch out for. And I can't wait to see if they have to play again, the Parmer versus Verona. So, uh, Joe, what do you think about that match? Probably. Yeah, it was a, a big performance from Cornelius getting the hat-trick. Uh, I really don't like the way Genoa plays. Uh, they really always either going for the pens or, you know, goals from Pandev or whatever that they have over there. I really don't like Genoa. Uh, I think they're one of the teams that deserve to be relegated this season, and I hope Lecce uh, goes over them. Uh, for uh, for Parma, it was a big game for uh, Kulazewski as well. Uh, I really like the way he played. 
got the go at the end there. Um, but again, in this uh, this game, I think Cornelius has to have the man of the match. Really like the way Parma have been playing this season. They've been one of the underrated teams in Serie A, and uh, hopefully they continue like this. Yeah, they're in 7th right now, Parma, actually. It's Parma 7th for 39 points. Milan with 39 points at 8th, and then Verona with, uh, at 9th with 38, and then Cadillac at 10th with 35. So it's close. From 10 to 6 is actually a really close race. So that's, yeah, yeah, Padma is uh, surprising a lot of people. Uh, Francesca actually predicted that. So good job, Francesca. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, moving on now to Udinese Torino. Um, Torino won one nothing. Belotti, one of my favorite strikers, maybe my actual favorite striker after Jacko. Uh, Belotti, a beautiful goal. So much power into the top corner. I think Belotti struggles a lot because um, he's more of a finisher, similar to Icardi, a little bit more dribbling ability than Icardi, but um, Belotti is someone who likes to finish and needs people to create for him. And this place, um, this circumstance, he actually created for himself. And um, yeah, he dribbled close and they thought he was going to cut in, but instead he smashed Just it. Just smashed the end. So yeah, that caught me off guard too. I was happy to see him score. I'm always happy to see Belotti score. And... Um, yeah, overall it was actually it was actually a decent game. I feel like Udinese had more chances. Like they, they, I wouldn't say they were a better team, but in the second they half they were like the better side. In the second yeah. half they were like attacking well. At the end of the game they had a few chances to score. Uh, Sergio made a nice save at the end. A very nice save, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're man in a match. I think <laughs> all four of the defenders because the defense for Torino was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nicola okay. was good too. Yeah, there's a lot of corners there at the end as well. But, uh, yeah, they hung on. They played good defense, and they got three points. And Torino really needed all three points here. Yeah, exactly, because they they've been struggling. And I even said last podcast that uh, Lungo had to, Longo had to go. Like, uh, I felt like Torino was, like, really poor under him. And I still think they are. They could be really poor, but this match was really good. Uh, Belotti could have had. I think two, like he could have had two goals at least. Uh, he was like good and like Andrew, like you said, I think Belotti, if Torino don't get like a creative midfielder or a creative player that can help set up Belotti, I feel like he can, he should move and go to like a team maybe like Roma because they have a lot of like creativity around them. Say like with Zaniolo, I know you're not a big fan of him, but Pellegrini too. Uh, Clivert's really good. Mkhitaryan's good too. Like, so I could see maybe uh, Belotti moving to like Roma or something if like Torino get a creative player, and I think that's what they're missing too. Uh, I know with Boselli too, he was kind of like that guy, kind of a like holding guy. But without him, I don't see anyone creating for Belotti. But it's good to see that he's finding ways to score. Yeah, definitely. Joe, what did you think about uh, Torino's performance against? Torino? Yeah, it was a it was a big win from uh, Torino. They really needed the points to bounce back. Uh, Udinese, uh, you know, they played a good game, but uh, at the end they couldn't get by uh, Sirgu in the in the net. Uh, you know, a good game from Bolotti, a really nice goal to open the scoring um, back from the break. And, uh, you know, it was a big win from Torino, big three points. And uh, let's see if they continue uh, under this uh, this way they played versus Udinese. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also had Inter Sassuolo. That was a very eventful match. 3-30, um, there's so many goals and coming at such a, a funny time to be honest, very close together, especially near the end there. You had a Berardi who scored, then you had Valero, Borja Valero, and then you had yeah. Magnani. Borja Valero. <laughs> Borja Valero out of nowhere. And then my buddy <laughs> opened the score, Caputo. 
Shout out to him. What a legend he is. Yeah, we also had that Lukaku penalty to tie it up afterwards. Um, yeah, Valero scored a goal. I think uh, my non not play could have scored, but uh, a goal's a goal. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a very entertaining match if you're a mutual fan. If you're Inter, um, after Lukaku said on the weekend, I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of, like, oh, well, we need to fight to the death, and we need to win every game. We're going to go for the Scudetto. Well, now, I think the Scudetto, it's not impossible, like, mathematically, but it's very unlikely. It's between uh, Juve and Lazio. I think even Lazio is far, far away, too, after the yesterday's result. Yeah, I'll get into that very soon. But, yeah, Lazio even uh, is getting far out now as well. And I feel like uh, if you're Inter and Conte, that's a huge, huge, huge disappointment because against a team like Sassuolo, they're not an easy club, but when you're in third place and you're trying to win the Scudetto, you need to win games like this, and he didn't. So, um, yeah, I think their defense was uh, horrendous against Sassuolo. There's a lot of gaps. Mm-hmm. and um, very lazy defending as well. Yeah, no, I don't know why uh, Ranocchia was starting too. He was dreadful. The first goal, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. He, just, he stepped up, he got beat like a salami and an easy <laughs> a through ball for Caputo to finish. Yeah, it was terrible. And he rested, I don't know, just it was strange. Even Screenyard now is out for the next match, so. Three matches, actually. He's out for the next three matches. Oh, three. Oh, yeah. Wow. For descent or something. Yeah, so in my opinion, I think the Scudetto hunt is over. Um, yeah, Joe, what did you think about this match? Yeah, it was a beautiful match from Suasolo. Uh, I think this now officially, uh, you know, hopefully enter with the Scudetto race. I think they're out of it now. They're eight points back of Juve. Uh, and, you know, once Boja Valero scored, I'm like, oh, man, of all the guys who scored Boja Valero, <laughs> you know, it was three two, and then and then Swasola got the late goal there uh, at the end. Uh, I loved the way uh, Antonio Conte was. Uh, he looked sad on the bench. Maybe he should have went to a different team, but uh, it is what it is now. Uh, big big point from Swasolo. Uh, Inter another beautiful uh, performance. You know, dropping points, <laughs> and uh, and hopefully and now going on to the next game that we're going to go to. It's going to be even a, another beautiful uh, preview. I mean, a review. But, uh, you know, beautiful from uh, Suasolo and uh, Inter drop points. Yeah, like uh, at the end of the game, when I saw Antonio Conte, it looked like he was about to start crying. I think he wanted to, like, cry on the field, but he knew the cameras were there. So he, like, tried holding it in. And I I think he, uh, oh, and can we talk about the Gagliardini miss, too? Oh, my God. Oh, my. I forgot about that. Oh, That's I did forget about season. that. I was saving it. I think I don't even know if Guy Dean is going to play next game. I, I think he's going to be benched, or he, they're going to say uh, he's got an injury. Uh, his knee popped out because of Antonio Conte kicked him so hard, or something. I would send them back to uh, Atalanta. I think. <laughs> send I send them back to a soccer academy. How to finish one on one? That was horrible. And that was worse than Jekyll against Palermo back in 2016. That was terrible. That was uh, okay. I, I don't get these soccer. You're a professional soccer player. I get it. Okay, if you're on a breakaway, you're going too fast, you kick it wrong, whatever. But he's right in front of the net. It's harder to miss the net than to actually, like, score. And maybe it's because he never scored. I don't know. I, I can't defend. You can't defend that. That's a horrible miss, actually. And I think yeah, that miss. And I think if he were scored, the game would have been 3 1 uh, Inter. So you never know how the game could have panned out. If they're up 3-1, but they missed, Twasolo tied it. And now that miss looks really bad on Inter. 
Yeah, if they won the game, then they probably would have forgot about that miss. But now that they tied, that, yeah, it makes it even worse. Um, but yeah, terrible result for Inter. Great result for Sassuolo. They played really well. They mm-hmm. always have this season. They've been a tough team to beat. Um, now moving on, Roma, Sampdoria. Um, obviously, I'm a Roma fan, so I was happy about the result. 2-1, both goals from Jacko. Um, to start the first half, um, I was very happy with the way we played the whole game, actually. I'm really happy. We created a lot of chances. Our defense uh, scared me. We had Roger Ibanez. He made his debut. He impressed me. Um, I feel like he could have done more on uh, Gabi Vini goal. Yeah, and, and I think he'd I like he at least go for it. You would try to. Try to, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like he should have tried, but I feel like you just caught up in the moment. It's a big moment for him. And I'm really happy with how we play. Um, Diawara was uh, horrendous that first half. I think it's the first time I can ever say that. He was terrible. He gifted uh, Sam their goal. Mm-hmm. I can't play Mirante because a goal should never be put in that position, so I can't really play Mirante there. And even as to, we can't really blame him, but I do think he could have done more. Um, but yeah, terrible passing Diawara. I'm happy with uh, our mentality. We kept our heads up. We kept fighting. I know the old Roma with uh, Dick Francesco would put our heads down, played like garbage, and probably lost 3 nothing. So I'm happy with, uh, with how we played and moved the ball really well. And something I noticed, um, I'll get into the Jackal goals, but something I noticed is Fonseca, I saw him talking about how he watched the Samp and Inter game on Sunday. And I think he said, oh, I saw a few openings or something. Because during this game, we played a, a, a through ball to Jackal, like high in the air to Jackal, at least 10 times. Like we kept playing the same yeah. over and over again. And I can guarantee that Fonseca worked on, worked on that in training because they set it up in the exact same way, except for the Pellegrini one. That was different. But the other times they did it, it was the exact same pass every time. And it was working, even though he didn't score every time. It caused problems. Sam got nervous at the back, and it caused issues for them. So, uh, good job by Fonseca there. I can really tell that he worked on that in training. Um, yeah, I'll get into the goals now. Uh, Pellegrini got subbed on. He put a really nice ball to Jacko, and Jacko finished it. It reminded me of uh, Fazio's ball to Jacko against Chelsea in the Champions League, that volley. So, a uh, great pass. Um, Pellegrini is someone who I'm not the biggest fan of because he does play... I don't know, play two good games, maybe one, and I'll go three months without completing a pass. Like, something like, he's, he's so inconsistent. Um, I hope he continues it. Like, I, I'm not, I don't hate Pellegrini. I just don't like the way he plays. I want him to do well. He's on my team. Yeah. But, uh, I hope against Milan, I see Pellegrini. He'll probably start for sure because we're just resting and can't play every game. We have a lot of games ahead of us. So, uh, Milan, he'll probably start, and I hope he plays well because I don't even care if he doesn't get an assist. He can't get one every game. I just want him to be involved. I want him to collect the ball. I want him to pass the ball off. I want him to create chances. I don't want him doing his stupid little flicky passes like he thinks it's on pure low or I don't know what he thinks he is. But, um, yeah, I just hope he continues to play well. Very nice ball. He processed that really quick, received the ball, looked, and bang, passed it, and Jekyll scored. Uh, the second goal, uh, Cristante, um, he meant to play it there. He didn't mean to play it like that. Like I don't think he expected it to go like that, but he didn't mean to play it to Jekyll. Uh, great ball. Um, Jacko, fantastic finish. A lot of people say that was an easy finish. It wasn't easy at all. Um, to score that, you have to look in the air, process where the ball is going. Well, you have a defender grabbing onto your shirt. And then you have to also look down and finish it right in front of a keeper. So, um, yeah, Aldero was fantastic. If it wasn't for him, probably would have been 5 1. So, yeah, good match overall. I'm really happy. Um, my man of the match has to be Jacko. Vedatut is probably right behind him for me. Better two played fantastic. Um, he was everywhere, as always. Our engine, 
and his passing is much better than usual. It's way better than usual. So I'm happy to see that. His goal was rolled off as well, which is uh, disheartening. In my opinion, it wasn't a handball. But uh, what can you do? The game's over, and we got the win. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, no, I agree with what you said. Uh, you really went to detail. Uh, I don't think there's anything that can cover. Uh, except for, like, the first goal with Diawada, it looked like he was still on Napoli, uh, passing it to Gabidini, who also played for Napoli that first goal. Uh, besides that, I think he had a really solid game after that point. Um, for me, I like the way uh, Tonelli was playing too. He was all over the field. He, he looked like a warrior. He's taking uh, shots off the head, off the stomach, making some big tackles as well. Uh, I give Roma a lot of credit. Once they went down one nothing, it looked like it sparked them, and they kept attacking. Uh, Adero made a few good saves. I'm not a big fan of Adero, uh, personally. Um, but he made he had a really solid game as well. Uh, that first goal was beautiful. What a nice pass by Pellegrini and Jacko finished it really well. That second goal was like a hoofball and uh, Yosanda. I don't know what he was thinking defending wise. He was on the opposite side of Jacko. Jacko made him pay and he put it in beautifully. So give Roma a lot of credit and it's a big result for them as well because Napoli are chasing them and this uh, result the. Uh, made Roma go, uh, I think now you guys are what, like six points ahead? Yeah. Of Napoli, and that's a big result. Uh, so, yeah, I, I give Roma a lot of credit. They've played really well, and it looks like uh, they might be catching fire under uh, Fonseca. Yeah, big win from Roma here. Uh, another big performance from Eden Dzeko. I think he's been one of the most underrated strikers in all of Europe these last couple of seasons. Been very good for under uh, under Roma. Uh, every time they need a goal, he's there, uh, and, and he's a very good striker and a striker that every team needs. Um, it was a big win from Roma. Again, they're six points away from uh, from Napoli. They're trying to catch up for Ad- Atalanta with 54 points for the Champions League position. But as of right now, they're in the Europa League uh, Europa League spot. But I know that Roma uh, wants that Champions League position, and they still got time to to do that. Uh, big win coming back from the break, a 2-1 win with Sampdoria, a team that already played, and uh, hopefully uh, this winning winning continues from uh, from Rome. Yeah, that was a big win. I'll move on. Joel, let you start off with this one. Atalanta-Lazio. What you think of that? Oh, it was a beautiful game. Uh, I've said it all, all season long. Atalanta's uh, the best team in Serie A. The way they play, uh, the way they, that, that they come could c- come back. Uh, when it was 2 nothing, you know, I continued watching because I knew that uh, that Atalanta, if they got a goal, that they would be back into the game. Uh, if it was another team like uh, Milan or... Or even Juve, I would have, you know, it would have ended up in a draw. Or, or if it was Milan, you know, I would have turned off the TV already. But for Atalanta, it was a, it was a big, big comeback. You know, from two down, two nothing down to Lazio. You know, one of the best uh, teams in Serie A this year to be two nothing down and then coming back to win three two. It really shows uh, the type of team they are. And and even they didn't even have their coach on 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 the line. Uh, Gasperini was suspended for the game, and and they didn't even have a coach and. The way that they come back, the way that they play, the way that they never give up, you know, it was the 90th minute and they, the guys were still running around like they weren't even tired. You know, you have to give their hats off to Atalanta. They're really a, a great team. You know, they're still in the Champions League. Uh, they're beating every team there is possible in the Serie A. Uh, and, and I really like the way they play. You know, they don't have a, a top player like Ronaldo. They don't have a top player like uh, a Koulibaly. They don't have a Chiellini. They don't have, you know, great players, but... At the end, they all gel together. They all have to do. They all have the, the specific jobs. They play as a team, and I think that Atalanta could beat any team in the world. Uh, for Lazio, is a, a bad loss. Had another four points away from Juve instead of one. Uh, so, 
So it was a big win from Lazio, uh, for, I mean, for Atalanta. For Lazio, it was a, a, a bad, uh, bad game, uh, being 2 nothing up to losing 3-2. And, uh, hopefully we see Atalanta continue like this. Yeah, um, I think, uh, it was a great game as always. When you get a team like Lazio and Atalanta who like to attack, it's always going to be a good game. I'm very happy Lazio lost. I know as a Roma fan, I'm, I'm happy because they lost, but, uh, I think for Roma, it's better, um, Lazio won because obviously we need to catch up to Atalanta. But when it comes to Lazio, I just want to see them lose. I don't care what the position is, and I'm happy they lost. So uh, it was a great game. Darun with that own goal made me happy because I'm not a very big Darun fan. <laughs> on Twitter, he's kind of annoying, I'm not going to lie. And uh, I don't like the way he talks about Roma, so I'm happy he scored an own goal. Uh, Savage scored a really nice goal, maybe back to his old ways. Um, and, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, Palomino, that 80th minute uh, goal, I was going crazy like Roma. During the Roma game, I had the, the game out on my phone for Lazio Atalanta, and I was very happy. So, um, I'm very excited game. I feel like on Wednesday, all these games are all uh, so many, I don't know, so exciting. You had the comeback of Roma Santoria. You had uh, Inter Sassuolo comeback, and you had this one as well. So, it was a very good uh, match day. And, um, yeah, not much else to say. Joe covered it really well. And huge, huge win for Atalanta. And I just want to say as well, like Joe said, I think Atalanta can beat any team on, in Europe. Any team. Yeah. Arsenal, yeah, I agree. Real, Bayern. I think they can beat anyone. And to be honest, if they started off better, they could be fighting for the Scudetto. Yeah. Not, I agree. They could be. They just seem to have, like every season, they have this like two, three, maybe even a month where they struggle. They get stupid draws and a couple of losses when they shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. And then they go, they get hot near the end of the season, usually like the last three months. So it seems to happen often with them. But next season, if they could bring in a few more players and be consistent, they can really be fighting a few of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think Atalanta, the only problem, like, I I understand, like, yeah, they're a really good attacking team. Uh, Midfield's not bad as well. I think the only problem with Atalanta, and again, that's why I don't think they're, they can beat these big teams like Madrid, Barca, Bayern. I think they can compete with them. They'll be close. But I think at the end of the day, their defense is not that strong. And for me, I think that's their weak point. And back to the game. Lazio started off 2 nothing. Their own, uh, own goal, I don't know what he was thinking. I think he could have easily cleared that out. But I guess he panicked or he was in the moment and just made a mistake and went in. Uh, Milikovic Savage scored a really nice goal. And... I give Atalanta a huge credit. When there was 2 nothing down, uh, me and my dad, we just looked at each other. And I'm like, Dad, I have a feeling Atalanta could potentially come back. They have that team. And my dad goes, yeah, uh, do you think, I think uh, they might come back or Lazio might shut it down. I go, Dad, knowing Lazio, Atalanta's going to come back. And Atalanta have a really good side. Like, and like attacking-wise, uh, Melanowski, what a screamer. He what a goes, shot. Oh, what a my shot. God. And I think uh, that that uh, I think uh, the reason I think Atalanta lost was I think because of Cherby. I think the one of the plays uh, the goalie had the ball and he took it out for a, a corner kick. Then the corner kick happened and Malinowski scored that screamer. So yeah, uh, yeah. Cherby, you know, he really screwed up over there. But other than that, it was a good game. Malinowski, what a phenomenal shot! And the last goal where Palomino got the header. Um, in my opinion, I think we can all agree with this. For me, I look at the weird things, and I was looking at the goalie, uh, Strakosha, and I was thinking to myself, what the hell was he doing on that last goal? 
he like he got scared. I don't know if he was trying to claim it or if he was trying to like scare off the <laughs> defender. I don't I don't know. Like did the ball get lost in the lights and he just lost where it was? Like for me that was, it was really poor goalkeeping, uh, goalkeeping decision at the end of the game that cost the uh, Lazio the game as well. Uh, but I give Atalanta a lot of credit. I think they they have. I think I'm pretty sure they have like the best attack in Italy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, if Atalanta want to get stronger, I they need maybe one more, maybe a midfielder, like a quality midfielder, and also a qual like a quality center back as well. Uh, I think they're missing that too, and I, it's just because their defense is not the strongest point. And I think teams, if you can, sh- I know it's hard to do shut down Atalanta, but if you can defend Atalanta good enough and catch them on the counter, I don't think their standbacks are good enough to uh, keep a clean sheet that much. So I think Atalanta, they're just a defense. They got to upgrade that defense, and then maybe they can uh, tie, you know, contend for the Scudetto as well. Yeah, uh, definitely they have some things they have to improve. Uh, did it come from a small upbringing, Atalanta? They were never like a huge European team. They don't have like a big cash influx. So yeah, but now they are because but... of uh, the Champions League. They're in the quarters. Uh, at the, they're going to finish probably in the Champions League spot. And, yeah, so they're going to have a little bit of money to spend this summer. Yeah. And especially if uh, they just signed up Palacinac, too, who's been a really big uh, part of uh, their success this year as well. He's been really good for them in the mid. Uh, Zapata's a monster up top. Ilicic is incredible up top. And Papu's uh, the engine and the playmaker. Yeah, Palacinac has been amazing. I'm happy they signed him. Uh, he had Milan, who's decent, but he did have a lot of off games. But Atalanta really found his form. And yeah, I'm happy they sound positive. She's been very good. And yeah, I think that sums up everything, all the matches. Um, it was a very good match day. I think it's probably been, I can't, to be honest, I can't really recall most of them because it's been so long now. But um, it's definitely better than match day 25, like the uh, makeup games they played. But uh, yeah, match day 27 was very good. And uh, yeah, we'll probably be back for, well, actually, no, not probably, we will be back for the next one. And yeah, once the match day is over, you can count on us being back here talking about the games. And yeah, thank you guys for uh, watching. Go uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Side Calcio for both of them. And yeah, ciao ragazzi. Ciao guys. Ciao guys. I was nothing but loyal to you.